What is all the fuss about pro-abortion politicians not receiving communion? And did the Pope just slap down Joe Biden? You're listening to Activist Radio on The Mark Harrington Show. The Mark Harrington Show is brought to you by Created Equal, and you can support our work by going to createdequal.org. Today, we're going to be talking about the contentious issue of pro-abortion politicians uh, being denied communion or receiving communion in the Catholic Church. It's come to the fore because the uh, United States uh, uh, Conference of Catholic Bishops is, wor- uh, is meeting this week. And one of the things on the agenda is this very issue. So we're going to be talking about that today with my good friend and colleague in the battle for life, Father Stephen Embarado. Uh, Father Stephen and I first met, interesting enough, about eight years ago in Albuquerque, New Mexico, when I was down there helping out with a referendum to ban a 20-week, 20-week abortion uh, in, in the city of Albuquerque. And uh, yours truly got arrested. Spent a night in jail, and if it wasn't for Father Ambrado, I might still be there. I don't know. <laughs> he was the one that bailed me out. So that's how we met, and we've been friends ever since. So, <laughs> Father Stephen, thanks for being on the program today. Hey, it's good to be with you, Mark. So listen, I wanted to bring you on because uh, you've got the uh, inside track, you know, being a, a priest in the uh, Catholic Church, plus you walk in a little different, uh, you know, a little differently than a lot of other people, I guess I could say. And uh, obviously, you're keeping uh, a close ear to what's going on here. Uh, I, I just want to start out and ask you, the bishops are meeting this week. There's a lot of talk, of course, with Joe Biden being president of the United States, first Catholic in generations, apparently, at least a professing Catholic, and the whole question of uh, denying him and other politicians uh, communion. Uh, now, I'm not a Catholic. I think most people understand that uh, listening to my radio program. But obviously, this is a, a bigger question of whether, you know, Catholic, Protestant, all that good stuff. This has to do with the issue of abortion and whether the Catholic Church is going to condone it or not. But anyway, I wanted to bring you on to try to bring some clarity to what's going on here, because I think there's a whole lot of confusion if you would, can you tell us what's going on this week? And then we can talk broader about the problem uh, facing the Catholic Church as it relates to child killing. Well, first, let me say unequivocally, Mark, all right, that there's no way that Joe Biden should be receiving communion. I mean, I have been saying this going back to the campaign, that he's a scandal mm-hmm. to his Catholic faith, and it goes beyond the one issue. We hear the other side saying, oh, well, it's one issue, abortion's one issue. Right. I, I listed about eight issues in which he defies his Catholic faith. And of course, abortion is a part of several of those issues. Even his environmental policy spreads contraception and abortion and defies uh, the church and even uh, the Holy Father, Pope Francis. So there's no way obstinately perseveres in manifest grave sin, obstinate being key, which means that he is defied people telling him that, hey, 
you're wrong in your position on abortion. He's obstinate in that position. So uh, that I want to say uh, clearly and unequivocally, and no good Catholic can ever claim that he should be receiving communion. Now, the issue here, though, goes beyond that. And it can get quite muddled because we have a lot of uh, uh, different viewpoints uh, in the media from a Catholic standpoint. Then, of course, you have the secular media, you have the non-Catholic Christian media. So you're right. Things can get very, very confusing about what's actually going on with the bishops this week. So I hope I can bring some clarity to that. I appreciate that. Again, Father Imperato is my guest. You can go to protestchildkilling.com. He is the protest priest, and uh, we appreciate him being on the program today. Uh, Father Imperato, as you can imagine, my audience is made up of both Catholics and Protestants. Uh, and, you know, the Eucharist, that is the uh, communion, if you will. Why is that such a big deal for a Catholic and why is it that uh, Joe Biden, and, and as far as Catholic teaching goes, as a pro-abortion politician, and of course all the other things that you're bringing up about him not following Catholic teaching, why is it important that he be denied that? Well, look, it just let me take a minute and lay out very simply the theological difference in terms of what my Catholic, uh, my what the Catholic tradition says, and then of course yeah. what my Christian brothers and sisters uh, believe that uh, uh, that are not Catholic, right? right. So, right. Uh, first of all, our uh, our Christian brothers and sisters who are not Catholic would not believe that Joe Biden is saved, right? And of course, uh, we believe that he is on the path to perdition. Uh, in the Catholic tradition, we believe that one particular act grave sin can sever your relationship with Jesus, right? So even if you're saved, you think you're saved, um, you can you can commit a mortal sin, a deadly sin, as St. John says, and sever your relationship with Jesus, which means that at that point in time, to be reconciled with the church, to be reconciled with the mystical body of Christ, you need to confess your sins to a priest and be absolved by the priest or you are or you are excluded from communion within the Catholic okay. Church, which is okay. manifest by receiving the Eucharist, which we believe is truly the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, okay. so again, pointing out that Biden persistently is in mortal sin doesn't feel the need to go to a priest and confess the fact that he supports abortion up to the day of birth and, of course, commits many, many, many other uh, defiant acts against his Catholic faith. So this is where he's obstinate. He is a scandal. He should not be receiving communion. Now, as far as the bishops go this week, uh, mm -hmm. the, the, this is not just about Biden. This is about bringing clarity to the entire issue about who can receive communion and who should not receive communion in the Catholic faith, right? And, and I agree with that because uh, it should be broadly applied so everybody understands exactly what Catholics believe in terms of it being the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and what a mortal sin is, what precludes you from receiving communion, what has to 
what would cause you to go and receive uh, absolution from a priest. All of these things have to be addressed. So Biden is the focal point of this storm. Uh, but indeed, it really goes beyond Biden. There's a lot of politicians. There's a lot of uh, priests. There's a lot of theologians that have defined their Catholic faith that actually this should all apply to. So, uh, Father Rimbrado, I mean, the, the, uh, what, what we've been hearing from the, uh, the bishops is uh, one of the reasons why they don't want to make this an issue, and correct me if I'm wrong, is they don't want the uh, communion to become a political weapon. Now, I don't know about you, but the, the person that, that has made this a political weapon is Joe Biden himself, <laughs> who has stood up and said, I'm a practicing Catholic. If you would, Mr. Producer, cue up. This is uh, Joe Biden in the 20, I think, 2012 election cycle running for re-election as vice president. He was uh, in, on the debate stage and he shared his position on abortion as a Catholic. Go ahead and play that clip. Life of the mother. My religion uh, defines who I am. And uh, I've been a practicing Catholic my whole life. Um, and uh, it is particularly informed my social doctrine. Catholic social doctrine talks about taking care of those who, uh, who uh, can't take care of themselves, uh, people who need help. Um, with, regard to, um, with regard to abortion, I accept my church's position on abortion as a, what we call de fide doctrine. Life begins at conception. That's the church's judgment. I accept it in my personal life. But I refuse to impose it on equally devout Christians and Muslims and Jews. And uh, I just refuse to impose that on others, unlike my friend here, the, the congressman. Uh, I, uh, right, I you can end it there. That. That's enough. So, Father Imbarot, I want to I want to unpack this, and I want to get in, back into the controversy that's happening this week with the bishops. But he says he's a practicing Catholic. I'd like you to talk about that. He talks about Catholic social doctrine that he follows, and that he accepts the church church's position that life begins at conception. Yet he says he won't impose it on anybody. <laughs> now, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure he imposes all kinds of other views on others by his legislative uh, history. And now as president, that's what law does vir virtually is it imposes something on somebody else. So um, if you would kind of unpack uh, the, the, the problems with Joe Biden's position on abortion as a Catholic. Well, the Catholic Church has never taught that you can have your own personal opinion it differ from the universal teaching of the Catholic Church, a tradition that goes back 2,000 years, and somehow say you're a devout, uh, quote-unquote, practicing Catholic. We're all practicing Catholics. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the bishops actually said, well, Joe, keep practicing it till you, you get it right, because you're absolutely <laughs> wrong. And, yeah. uh, and that's, the, that's the absolute truth. The, the USCCB, the Catholic bishops in 1998, uh, uh, promulgated a document called Living the Gospel of Life, where they addressed this exact issue. And I think it was Article 31. I wish I had it in front of me. I'd quote it in uh, uh, verbatim. But they, they said you cannot uh, have a personal position. This goes back actually to the Cuomo days in the late 80s, where Cuomo said, I'm personally opposed. And that's why when this first came up, I said, wow, I thought we got, I thought we dealt with this issue decades ago, right? But of course, he's mm -hmm. obstinate. Pelosi's obstinate. The Cuomos are obstinate, right? This is key. Obstinately persevering in mortal sin, public mortal sin. That is the issue, right? And so, um, 
it, it, it's so, so important that the bishops deal with this issue. They don't have to deal with Biden specifically. They can deal with the broader issue, the bigger issue, but give the bishops the clarity, the, the ammunition they need to um, tell Joe Biden, no, you cannot receive communion. Tell Nancy Pelosi, tell priests uh, that, look at you're, you're heretics, right? And this whole idea of what divides us or weaponizing, using the Eucharist as a weapon, what divides us in our Catholic faith is heresy. What divides us in our Christianity, whether it's your theology, my theology, is heretical teachings, heretical beliefs, right? Christianity is about unity in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you're obedient to the truth, there's going to be unity. If you're disobedient, there's going to be disunity. It's as simple as that. It's really mm -hmm. as simple as that. Yeah. And receiving the Eucharist in the Catholic faith is about being obedient to all that Jesus taught. At the end of the Great Commission, he said that. Mm -hmm. Go and baptize all nations, proclaim the gospel, teaching them to obey all that I commanded. And then the next line he says, and know I am with you. We as Catholics take that Eucharistically. And know that I am with you always to the end of the age, physically, in the Eucharist. So uh, it, it's so clear, and that's why we have heretical bishops at this meeting, possibly up to one-third, maybe even one-half of the bishops, are, are heretics themselves. Who are fighting? So why, is it, so why is it that they feel the need? At least there's been public uh, discussion about uh, proposing some kind of a doctrine or document, if you will, that addresses this issue of politicians who are pro-abortion uh, receiving or not receiving communion. Why is that even necessary? Why is there even a question as to whether they need to draw something up when it appears, from what you're telling me, that uh, it's clear in Catholic teaching that. This has already been dealt with. What, what's going on here? Is this just uh, some uh, kind of no. way of politically dealing with it to try to brush it under the rug or what? No, 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 no. I'm going to I'm going to blame my Christian brothers and sisters who are not Catholic for this one because uh -oh. <laughs> personal interpretation of Scripture. Right. Personal interpretation of Scripture has infiltrated the Catholic Church to the uh. point where now you have Catholics believing that you can personally interpret Catholic doctrine. That's why 50% okay. of Catholics vote for Democrats, 50% of Catholics vote for Republicans, two completely disparate, extremely polar opposite uh, sociopolitical ideologies, right? So it's come okay. down now to the fact that when a bishop proclaims what may be the truth of the Catholic faith or is the Catholic faith, uh, People will say, that's just your opinion. That's just that bishop's gotcha. opinion because some other bishop is saying something completely different. So why are the bishops then trying to come up with the doctrine? Then? Why are they even considering a document? Is this just a way of kicking the can down the road uh, and giving cover to guys like Biden? No, I think it's really the good bishops trying to clarify for the Catholic faithful who have gone astray, led astray by these heretics, uh, to get back to what the Catholic Church has taught for 2,000 years. And the pushback you see with Supich and some of these other guys uh, who side with Biden uh, tried to influence the Pope, tried to get the Pope to intervene here. They don't want clarity. They want confusion because heretics uh, work within that, that, that confusion. As Satan works, right. creates confusion, works in that confusion to lead us astray.
Gotcha. Again, Father Imperato is my guest. Go to protestchildkilling.com. Father Imperato, I want to ask you one last question on this topic, and then I'd like to move on to some of the other work that you've been doing across the country. And that is, uh, it was not really reported much in the news this week, but uh, Pope Francis was supposed to meet with Joe Biden while he was in Europe. And apparently that that meeting got uh, postponed or canceled. Uh, it wasn't, from what I could read, it wasn't clear as to why. And so the question I have for you is, uh, did the Pope slap down Joe Biden because uh, of what's going on right now, the controversy within the United States? I, I take it that way. See, Joe Biden used the Pope in his campaign prior to the election. The Pope's my friend, posted the picture of him and the Pope. John Kerry just had a photo op a couple of weeks ago with the Pope. And then, you know, that turned into a, a public relations disaster for the church. And I think the Pope learned his lesson. Biden wanted that photo op very, very badly. And I think the Pope said, I'm not giving you that photo op because you are going to use it politically and I'm not going for it. Gotcha. So how do you think this is going to get resolved? I don't think there's going to, where do you think they're going to end up? No, I don't think it's going to be resolved, to be quite honest with you, Mark. I think the confusion we see in the Catholic Church and within Christianity and in our culture is going to continue, uh, maybe until Jesus comes again and Mm. uh, separates the sheep from the goats. And then there's a whole lot of people in a lot of trouble because the least of the least of Christ's brethren is our little brothers and sisters in the womb. And there's surely a lot of people that are committing direct sin and a lot of other people that are suffering from the sin of omission in regards to the daily mass murder of preborn children. Father Imbarato is my guest today. Uh, Father, let's move on. I want to talk a little bit about your work there and at protest child killing and um, as the protest priest, and that's your uh, title. Some of the things you've been up to, uh, you support the Red Rose Rescues. I'd like to take a brief moment and talk about that. Plus the notion of a national strike, something that I've always been interested in and possibly pursuing, but it's never really taken off. But tell us about your work. Uh, You know, you're an outspoken priest, very strongly pro-life. Obviously, you have a history in this. Um, Why do you feel it's so important that uh, you as a priest protest child killing? Well, Mark, you know, you and I are on exactly the same page. And unfortunately, you and I both know that we're in the minority in the in the national pro-life movement. Right. You and I believe that we should be discussing decisive strategies to end the daily mass murder of preborn children and get away from this whole what I call overly cautious incrementalism that is now being practiced by the the national corporate pro-life collective, as you and I uh, Mm -hmm. call it, right? And so, uh, you know, this whole idea of national strike, Martin Luther King's model of sustained, peaceful, prayerful protest, L'Equalessa Solidarity in Poland used national shutdowns, national strikes. Uh, After you proposed several years ago, the whole idea of a national tax strike I looked it up and uh, I found a U.S. bishop in the early 90s proposed the same thing. Why are we not talking about national tax resistance? There is many, many decisive strategies to one preborn child killing. I think and I think you agree that until people 
uh, practice civil disobedience in a mass way, hundreds of thousands of people in the streets standing up saying no more daily mass murder because people need to understand, right, that we, we the, the abortion industry is what we perceive as the enemy. But the only reason why the abortion industry uh, can do what they do is because the government sanctions it. The government protects it through law enforcement in the courts, and the government funds it with our tax dollars, right? Right. So it's the government. William Wilberforce understood that in regards to the slave trade and slavery in the United Kingdom until he was willing to accept responsibility along with Parliament. Were they able to – they weren't able to get rid of it, and they got rid of it in 20 years and 46 years respectively. So I think we need to accept responsibility as the government – sanctioning, protecting, funding the daily mass murder of preborn children. We need to confront the government about this, come up with decisive strategies. There's any number of them, implement them and bring it to an end. Exert our will over this corrupt, immoral government. Well, I think you were in the room several years ago when I proposed the idea of not paying income taxes if the federal government repeals the Hyde Amendment. Well, we are on the cusp of that now. I think there's a pretty good likelihood that... uh, the Biden administration is going to be successful in repealing Hyde, which means now you just open the floodgates of uh, funding for abortion. Uh, and, you know, I've been asking my friends, Christian brothers and sisters, what will be our response to that? Uh, are we just going to let that happen without any kind of decisive reaction to it? And so far, I've gotten very little interest in doing anything pretty anything um, courageous. What are your thoughts now that the Hyde Amendment, I mean, we, we need to be prepare, preparing for the inevitability of the Hyde Amendment being re- repealed. Uh, what are your thoughts on how to, how to handle that one? Look, my thoughts are we've been paying for abortion for years. The National yeah. Corporate Pro-Life Movement's been lying to us about this whole, not that Hyde Amendment does not save lives, but we've been funding Planned Parenthood. We've been funding yeah. Medicaid. Medicaid pays abortion in 30 states. Look but it, this I would paid, be a massive increase, wouldn't oh, you agree? A, a, absolutely. And I, look, at I paid yeah. $534 last year in federal taxes under Trump. I am paying zero taxes this year. I'm not giving the federal government a dime, and I'm moving to Florida, so I don't have to pay any oh, yeah. taxes either. And I'm going to shake up Florida because here we have this pro-life conservative state, this red state. that has got 58 abortion bills. What a scandal in and of itself, right? It so is, I'm going to go is. down there and give DeSantis a root awakening, I think. <laughs> All right. Well, good for you. We're looking forward to more more information on that. Finally, we got about uh, two minutes left, Father. I know on this program, I have talked about the Red Rose Rescues. I went up and covered the uh, the last event here in uh, Cleveland with our good friend, Dr. Monica Miller and others. You've been supportive of that. You have done that. Uh, if you would tell people what it is and why you feel it's it's an important strategy right now in the uh, in the abortion battle. Well, look at I mean Monica is out there all the time, been for decades, saying what are you willing to do to save a baby's life? Right, that goes back to the original rescue movement. It holds true today. What are you willing to do 
to save a baby's life? Are you willing to directly intervene to save a baby's life? That's what Red Rose Rescues are about, peacefully, prayerfully going to abortion facilities, handing out Red Rose to these women. The rescues that I've done, I've been arrested five times, is more in these huge in, uh, buildings with multi-units where we, after we get kicked out of the waiting room, we stay in the common area, which gives us more time because it takes hours for them to get somebody to say we're trespassing. So important. We need to be willing to indulge in civil disobedience, peaceful, prayerful, civil disobedience, even to the risk of arrest. And I think until we do that on a massive scale, I don't think the people, the, nobody's going to take us seriously. Nobody takes us seriously. Mm -hmm. uh, this has been going on for 50 years now. And, uh, yeah. and I, I think we need, that's why protest is so important. When I gave the, the uh, talk to the national uh, forum, you know, I said, protest, everything we do to defend uh, babies to uh, end up, but we do in protest that a murder of babies, it unites us. But at yeah. the same time, it sends a message out that, you know what, we're done. We're done. All right. We are, we are mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. If you want to use that cliche, but, uh, uh, and of course, primarily protest an immoral and corrupt government that sanctions this mass murder up to the day of birth. My guest today has been Father Stephen Embarado, and you can go to his website at protestchildkilling.com to find out more about his work there in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and around the country. Uh, he's an outspoken uh, advocate for life, and we've been discussing the, uh, the controversy, if you will, over pro-abortion politicians receiving communion in the Catholic Church. So, folks, what I want you to do is take action. If you can support our work, please go to our website at createdequal.org. You can click on the donate link there. Uh, we are a nonprofit organization. We, every penny you give us will go to our young activists on the street who are fighting day in and day out to defend our babies. That's on the front, front lines of the abortion centers, as well as in the public square, whether it be in a downtown square or at a high school, college. That's what we do, and we need your help to do it. So if you would, you can go to createdequal.org and click on the donate link to support us. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And we'll remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.